Hello and welcome to the Nintendo Pipeline Podcast. On this episode, we'll be discussing the GameCube's 20th anniversary, which is coming up very soon. Um, I'll be your host today, One Up Muffin, but you can call me Jared. And with me today is... Hello, I'm CMM. You can call me Clay. And we have a special guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure, I'm I'm Noise. I was on the podcast about that Nintendo Direct from the while back where... No, it was the Indie Direct. That was the, yeah, the, the Indie episode. That was <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us again. And Pleasure I guess just to, just to kind of set the stage, um, I, I, I got some GameCube facts in front of me. So the GameCube was released in 2001. It was Nintendo's fourth home console, and it sold 22 million units. So to get this kind of celebration of the GameCube started, I thought we would start with everyone's favorite GameCube memory. Does anyone have one in mind, or I can start if you guys don't have one immediately? The GameCube had a handle. GameCube does have a handle. Yeah, it's a, it's a cute little. If you have, if you've never seen a GameCube somehow, and you're listening to this podcast, it's a cute little cube with a handle. It's a lunchbox. It. It's a little lunchbox. It's wonderful. Um, I I have I I just remember getting like I remember getting mine at like I want to say it was Christmas time. Um, and uh, somewhere around launch, um, it was Luigi's mansion uh pikmin smash bros and sonic uh, adventure 2 uh but most importantly smash bros <laughs> um and the other thing i remember very specifically is uh fighting over playing animal crossing with my sister <laughs> because we both had our own towns so it was uh that was a thing my um my memory is also smash related so I had played Melee at a friend's house, and I loved it. I mean, 64, Smash Brothers 64 was, at the time when I was a kid, maybe my favorite game at that point. I loved it a lot. So when Melee came out and I played at the friend's house, I was like, I need this. I had a PS2, so I had to convince my parents. I was like, hey, it's like a present. I really want a GameCube. Like, this is like my favorite game. Uh, so they so they got me a GameCube. They got me with um Melee and mario party 7 which has the fun little microphone um but not really Yay. notable other than that but it, it's it's fun it's got a cute little microphone it's it's pretty good i'll st- I'll, I'll say that uh noise do you have a do you have a gamecube related memory um in my family it was out the gamecube was like we had the xbox and we were mostly a pc gaming xboxing family but then we just out of i just i don't even really remember asking for the gamecube i just most of my nintendo love came from the handhelds and i saw like metroid games but like in 3d yeah zelda games 3d i mean i've never i skipped out on the uh n64 too because i grew up with the dreamcast but um yeah i i got it in like the metroid i got it with metroid prime one and two Oh, wow. That's like, yeah, that'll last you a while. Four, Mm -hmm. um, along with Animal Crossing. And I think I got a couple. I I got a lot of games where I come to think of it towards the launch. But um, that's all I really remember. Mm -hmm. I guess I must have gotten it later than you. Uh, When did um, Mario Party 7 come out? Like, that was late. Yeah, so I I didn't get the GameCube until pretty late. So I was a a PS2 kid. PS2 is awesome. Not 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 for mm. this podcast, but a great console. PS2 sucks for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But what uh, we're going to yeah. do now I guess, is... actually, oh, yeah. before yeah. you continue, uh, I guess that makes me the only person who had a GameCube basically at launch. That was oh, wow. probably the first system I no. had that was that I had actually like at launch. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, so we, we, we got someone that started with Xbox. We got someone started with um, PlayStation 2. And we got someone that had a GameCube since the start. That's actually kind of an interesting lineup. Yeah, we got, um, a, we got a good I didn't spread. get the game until later. Yeah. What do you guys think of the controller? I love it. What? It's you a very it? okay. good controller for 3D games. Yes. It yeah. is terrible for 2D games. Yeah. Um, luckily, there's like bad. almost no 2D games of, of, of note, really, on the GameCube, luckily. There are some, but they're there's usually some, mapped but... to analog. Yeah. Like... Paper Mario and Beautiful Joe, you you play with the analog stick. Yeah, um, but I know I love the controller. Like the right analog stick isn't the best for shooters, but it's it's amazing for platformers. Yeah. The A button's big. That's a big A button. Yeah. Those triggers feel great. I love that click at the bottom. I do love the. It triggers. has less. It has less buttons than the other controllers too from that generation, which yeah. makes compatibility a little annoying. But I yeah. think it's really great for Nintendo games. Yeah, it feels good when you put your hands on it. It's just mm-hmm. it's very comfortable. Yeah. But we're here to talk about games, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, but let's start yeah. with some games. So we're all going to kind of go around, taking turns, picking games, discussing them. So, um, Noise, why don't you start us off here? Oh, yeah. So like I said, I got Metroid Prime 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And up until that point, the only Metroid game I had played was Fusion, mm-hmm. which is a ramble for another day. Great game. But... um. I really, I never, I played them both at the same time because I was a dumb kid. Not a dumb kid, but I mean, I just felt like playing through, I started up one, it's like, that's cool, I'm going to check out two. And I just played both, and I don't really remember beating the second one. Mm-hmm. I sure would love to have another opportunity to play it, maybe on a modern <laughs> Nintendo system. It's on system. the Wii U. Um, oh, it's on the I eShop am. for $20. <laughs> I don't know what a Wii U is, actually. Oh. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Um, going back to when I did play Metroid Prime Trilogy on the Wii U, which I, I only played for the first one again, but I did, I do prefer the first one. I think it's like more, tr- tr- it's a safer, more traditional Metroid game tried to be done in 3D where, and Metroid, or Echoes got jiggy with it, I guess. It, they tried to get weird. It got a little big brain with it. It had the two different dimensions, kind of like linked to the, um, linked to the past, mm-hmm. It was really kind of hard. It, it, it is assumed you uh, beat the first one, I guess. So it's actually kind world. of good you played it right in front of the other one. Yeah. In that, in that um, I It's the thing that always held me back from trying to beat it, I think, was like the backtracking is kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Um, the biomes in the game you ha- it's, aren't as visibly in the first one you had like the lava area the forest area the forest slash swamp the ice area Mm. desert whatever and in the second one it's like you got the bog and then you got the swamp (laughs) and then you got the dead gray area (laughs) and it's kind (laughs) of yeah and then you got the dark world variants which is all deader and grayer i know those are improper words whatever so not the most Um, colorful game it's kind (laughs) of hard to figure out where you are Mm. if you're if you're not uh the most keen on that sort of thing yeah i've shamed and the bosses are really damn hard sorry um oh no problem i I just gotta give a shout out to the ball guardian boss because um, (laughs) oh god that was a fun 
Yeah, I weekend funny. of trying and dying to that. With with Metroid Prime, um, I got Metroid Prime One and Fusion at the same time, um, and I'm very bad at navigating 3D space. I'm better at it now a little bit, but back then I was extremely bad at it. So I got past like the frigate pretty pretty easily, and then like once I was on Talon, <laughs> it was <laughs> reading that map was so hard. <laughs> for me <laughs> i was but gonna I got, say i it, i started metroid one but i never finished it uh sadly but i got like halfway through sorry yeah i forget how far i got i suck at 3d metroid i i really do love playing through it um i started playing through it again earlier this year um on the wonderful prime hack version through mm. the computer which is just basically with mouse, mouse and keyboard controls and it works great anyway um, a lot of people don't like the artifact, uh, treasure hunt at the end, and mostly because it's more backtracking, but I mean, eh, that's what Metroid's all about in the first place, I kind of guess. Um, yeah. not really, there's more to it than that, but there's a lot of backtracking anyway. Um, also scanning everything was so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's scanning like one was of the fun. first games I really remember were like the... It, the world just felt so alive through that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of, like, text logs and computer RPGs or something like that, as far as console games go, that, like, just really stuck out to me. It is one of the greatest atmospheres in in gaming, I think. That's the thing that still today stands out to me the most. Just yeah, the sound effects, like, both ambient noises, the music, the vis- visuals still look beautiful. The music like, is yeah. timeless. Fantastic. I don't think anything has come close to even trying to sound like the metroid prime soundtracks it's mm-hmm. like a league on its own yeah i i would like to finish one and play two at some point and three definitely um which i have those games and it's, again there's there's some shameful parts of my nintendo past <laughs> it would be a lot easier to play through them if they were available on a modern day nintendo system yeah the wii u yeah, the Wii U. I actually I bought I, that I don't when it was on sale. Is. It was half off for the first week, the Prime Trilogy. Yep. Um, but I have not launched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mm. Um, yeah, Prime is an is an awesome game. I, I I love what I played of it, and I'm definitely excited to play more and play two. It's freaking great. We got more than just that, don't we? We're not, yeah, we're talking about more than just Prime. So I'll, oh. my first pick is Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door, uh, which is the sequel to Paper Mario for the N64. And this is one of the funniest Nintendo role-playing games. Every chapter of this game is partially like a self-contained story. Very funny game. The combat's fun. I don't play RPGs much, but I love the Paper Mario titles. Yeah, I dig the action turn-based elements mm-hmm. of the Mario RPGs in general. I'm pretty sure my old boss like stole a copy of Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door and gave mm. it to me. So <laughs> thanks, thanks. Nice. <laughs> um, my favorite chapter is the um, the penguin um, train one. That train mystery. It's just so funny. You're you're on a train. I don't know why you're on the train, but a penguin a detective who's kind of like Sherlock Holmes is trying to solve a mystery. And Mario, of course, gets involved with his friends and helps him solve it. So What was the mystery? Time. Oh, I have no idea. It's been, it's been, I haven't played <laughs> the game for like Damn. five years. 
or more. <laughs> yeah, well, in the I first one, it was a murder it. mystery. Mm. See, that's the good stuff. But I don't know if anyone was murdered in Thousand Year Door. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play um Paper Mario Noise? I have not played this one. Sure. The only one I played is Super Paper Mario. Most of the, my knowledge about this game is that it's the one the internet loves to cry about it not being a second. I don't know. I know this is like the last quote unquote good Paper Mario, but it's, it's, it's I all objective. Like the bad one, so I don't know. <laughs> no, no, Super's cool. I would love to play Super more, but no, I get. I, I haven't played it, it since lunch. Clay, what is your first? Game well, pick. I'm going to have to say we got to talk about Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2, kind of yes. counting them together because yeah. Sega was on fire during the uh, GameCube times with their arcade stuff. And, you know, obviously we've talked about it recently that Banana Mania is coming and that is a, essentially a remake of, of 1 and 2 and Deluxe. And uh-huh. yeah, Monkey Ball eventually made it to PS2 in the form of, and, and Xbox, I believe, in the form of Deluxe. But when I think of Monkey Ball, I, I think of the the gamecube versions mm-hmm. um so simple but the level designs are so much fun that you know rolling through the different stages is a blast the soundtrack's incredible and then you had the cool mini games which are actually very good like monkey target like played a lot of monkey bowling with my dad it was just a good time it was just one of those like it, was, it had such good fire like arcade energy and then the second one came along and i i don't like it as much as the first um i'm not as crazy about like they added those like play buttons and fast forward buttons to like stages and there's a weird story mode and, and all that, but it still had some very good stage design and some really cool ass mini games. I still find it funny that Monkey Shot is a thing. It's just like it's a it's a it's a rail shooter mini game for oh, some that's reason. Funny. <laughs> yeah, it has like nothing to do with like anything, like even vaguely. Yeah. Um but yeah, hours and hours on those games. I, I only have the first one, so um the Switch one will be my first uh, time playing the two games, but uh, I really like Monkey Ball. It's just, again, it's just super simple arcade fun, and those mini games, some of them could stand on their own as full games, like Monkey Target. I would, I would buy that. Yeah, um, I so haven't fun. played the second one, um, but a long play of it showed up on my YouTube recommended <laughs> list this morning, and I was watching some of that. Can you explain what that dance is that they do, like, at the end of every level or something? Oh, Magical Spell what... is E.E. Poo? Yeah. What, what, yeah. What's, what's Magical Spell is yeah, E.E. Poo? Some kind of weird monkey magic. I don't really okay. totally remember. The lore of the game is fascinating. <laughs> Dr. Bad Boon is the, <laughs> is the villain there. There's a reason why I'm so stoked for Banana Mania. I can't wait. I never played one and two on the GameCube, but it was one of the games I did play on the Xbox. Well, through Deluxe. Yeah. Um, but which was Banana Mania? One plus slightly. two plus more stages, right? Yes, it's something like that. Either one and two, or cherry picking most of the levels. Like, Deluxe most... um, is basically like, yeah, it's the stages of Monkey Ball one and two plus some more kind of in Monkey Ball two. Mm. So like, the the story mode is like the same except there's more level choices essentially for for each world is my understanding it's kind of a weird like it's a weird like mishmash of the first two games but yeah it's a it's a great title and i think uh noise your next pick is a banger yes um which one's a banger i don't know either a banger um yeah either one <laughs> zelda wind waker sure i don't remember when i got that and it's it's probably like a few months after getting the gamecube if not the christmas one i actually did get it but that is 
one of my favorite Zeldas. That's like the first 3D Zelda I really remember playing. Mm-hmm. I did not play much of Ocarina until the 3DS version. Um, I absolutely love it. I loved it as a kid. I and, um, I remember a classmate or two saying it looked like it was for babies. <laughs> uh, for context, I must have been in like second or third grade at the time. Um, oh God, you're so young. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm adorable. But uh, <laughs> no, I I I it was like at, it's it's the perfect age for the kids to go. That looks like you know for whatever. Um, yeah. But no, I, it looked cool it looked like a cartoon it was um you know i played cell shading games through jet set radio but it did i didn't really click in my head that this was kind of like the same tech or whatever but it was just i i don't know i just it, it, it was i'm trying to find the right words to describe how the look made me feel then but it just was one of those first games i guess where it realized that games could be more i don't know it, it, it had an art style and it really clicked with my childlike self that mm-hmm. oh there's an art style to this it has a look it's not trying to just to be a graphics yeah it's just not like trying to be looking. realistic or whatever yeah i was i was alive for the uh the Zelda wars uh online <laughs> back at that back um, that, that just sounds terrible but i mean it's probably not much worse <laughs> the than... time when every zelda is the both the best zelda and the worst zelda yeah mm-hmm. which continues to this day yeah i love the open world quote-unquote structure of it or the open sea I think that structure really works for a, a technological, like the technological constraints of that generation. Like having that op- giant feeling world, it was a great way to do it. Yeah. Um, I really should check out the randomizer scene because that just seems perfect. Oh for yeah, that sounds cool. Um, <laughs> I need to shout out the snot kid who follows you. Um, I love as a kid, one of the first things I distinctly remember doing in that was just running around. I forget the beginning Island. Uh, windfall uh, outset, outset, something like that. Yeah. I just remember walking around, throwing, messing around with the pigs, but mostly getting, <laughs> ru- um, if you got close enough to the snack kid, he would start chasing you and then you got to <laughs> run away and he tries following you. And they had a little ping as a sound effect for each put- footstep. And, <laughs> the snot bubble would just jiggle around and it would bump into you and it just i don't know man i'm 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 weird like that that was the thing that caught my attention instead of like the giant quest or whatever <laughs> yeah instead of the important um, stuff yeah. but tingle also love tingle um oh, yeah. i did make full use I, I was lucky enough to have the uh game boy advance connector to get the yeah. tingle tuner mm. which was um very cool you could get like bombs extra bombs in the game you could like i think you can get like a no clip potion kind of not no clip but you could fly around or float around or something some brown boundary breaking stuff it was really unnecessary but cool um and yeah the game was great i love i loved it even the bs triforce filler <laughs> stuff yeah, yeah. the, the um, triforce quest didn't stand out to me that much as like I, no. I definitely didn't hate it as much as other people did like i'm i'm not i'm definitely one to uh complain about filler content and unnecessary stuff in the game but no i it didn't bother me it just felt i mean none of this like um it, it forces you to explore the world and do side stuff it's not filler side stuff it's not like assassin's creed or an ubisoft game where you gotta collect 30 whatever is across the world no it's like you got to get the triforce pieces in a haunted ship or another side quest or something like that mm-hmm. i remember 
enjoying the combat, and I remember hating Forsaken Fortress <laughs> as a kid. Yes. Because <laughs> my brain I... could not handle that. <laughs> That definitely gave me trouble when I first tried it. My the first uh, stealth section, I think I remember playing. Oh, the yeah, st- stealth sections in Zelda, not not my favorite parts. Mm-mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's a that's a really charming game. Uh, I need to I need to go back to it. Hopefully, when a Switch port comes out. Um, yeah. Because I didn't really do oh. much of the side stuff. I basically mainlined the the four dungeons. I need just need to say one more thing. Mm, the it. Wii U version is different. It's yeah. not inferior. There are two different things um the the gamecube version has for those who don't know the uh the wii u remaster of um wind waker has just it's has like a more bloom and it just messes with the salt shading a bit so it does not have as much of a flat look and it kind of looks like clay figurines which just because it's different doesn't mean it's worse it, it isn't necessarily the original artistic intent but like it's not bad it's just different and i just want to make i just want to defend the wii u version a bit right there and the wii u version does not have the tingle tuner it had the tingle bottles which are Mm. now i think dysfunctional (laughs) yeah pretty much i i don't know how well i can see them kind of force bringing that back somewhat given how they've treated uh stickers and um or stamps i should say and um 3d world yeah the splatoon 2 kind of meverse posting quote unquote yeah yeah meverse lives on in spirit through other games exactly it'll never die in my heart <laughs> it, 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 it it's dead jim <laughs> <laughs> all right that, that brings it to me i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna follow up on our duo game streak with a mostly jungle beat but also Donkey Konga, because I want to talk about the bongos. Bongos. Uh, so Nintendo released maybe the best video game peripheral of all time, <laughs> a set of bongos that look like Donkey Kong's barrels. And they thought, first they thought, here's the game that makes sense. Here is a uh, Donkey Konga. It's a game with Mostly very, either like kids songs or some Nintendo songs. Very, very weird selection of music. Yeah. But you basically did like a Guitar Hero like rhythm game. It, it's with... Taiko. It's it's literally Taiko. Yeah. Or <laughs> Guitar Hero or Taiko. You, you, can, you can hit the two bongos and you can tap the sides or clap. And those are your three, three inputs, right? Yep. Yep. You gotta clap. And, and then Nintendo went further than that. They said, people have these bongos now. What if we made a... Platformer, one one of the only Nintendo 2D platformers on the system, maybe the only one. Um, but yeah, they they made a platforming game called Jungle Beat, where you you control Donkey Kong only with barrels, and it's actually a pretty good platformer. That game is magical. Yeah. Uh, also, EAD Tokyo's first uh, project was was Jungle Beat. So oh, wow, it's uh. Hmm. That game is such a blast. I I've I've hurt my hands many many a time playing through yeah. that. Game. When you fight Wasn't the bosses, that... it tells you to like smash the buttons to like punch them. So you, you have to hit the bongos as much as you can so you can punch them in the face. Noise, what'd yeah. you ask? Wasn't that one of Koizumi's first games for Nintendo? Uh not one of his first, I don't think. He's been around for a while. But like as far as maybe directing or whatever. Maybe, yeah. Uh, uh, that I'm that I don't know as as well. 
but that game is good. It's good stuff. Yeah. The score, the score, um, attack like element to it is really addicting, especially the weird like combo system that they have built in. Um, and just, yeah, like you can get very creative with it. And although they did re-release it on Wii, it is a very different game. No, you want to play it with the bongos. Yeah. It didn't support the bongos for the Wii yeah. version? And then they did uh, not. I'll briefly say Donkey Konga 2 has a very strange soundtrack. They wanted to appeal more to like <laughs> the Western market, so it has a lot of like pop punk. Yeah. Um so you can use your DK bongos to play like All Star or oh Good Charlotte. Um yeah. so that's either horrible or fantastic, depending on who you are. Never forget uh, hit him up style. <laughs> I, I leaned to the fantastic camp. <laughs> and then there was a Japanese only third game, which was mostly anime soundtracks, I think. It was like a lot of Nintendo music and yeah, other like licensed stuff. Yeah. But yeah, and then unreleased racing game, which they repurposed for later. But Yeah, uh, Barrel Blast ended up being a Wii game instead. Uh, yeah, that's Bongo what I gotta say about Jungle Beat. What a game. Yeah, I man that game is so cool um i another very cool game was mario strikers mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. some people's favorite mario sports game of all time um i like it quite a lot uh very great arcade uh game next level games first uh collaboration with uh nintendo i know a lot of people want a new mario strikers but that game was so much fun in uh in multiplayer um, just the most ridiculous, you know, soccer that you could imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fun kind of picking your, like you had the captains and then you had like the, like the sub characters. So you would have like an army of birdos or like an army <laughs> of, you know, toads or whatever. Um, and like the arenas were really fun just because mm-hmm. of all the stupid stuff. There's that one that had like chain chomps, like <laughs> rolling around, I think like yeah. it was it was some weird stuff, and it and it did get a, a Wii sequel with online, which was pretty cool. But I think most people that I knew uh, jived a bit more with the the GameCube version. The controls are just so snappy. Like, yeah. The thing I love about arcade sports is when you hit that A button, your character passes immediately. There is no 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 second of delay when you shoot the ball. It's so fast and fun. Yeah. Yeah, and, and shooting was just very fun in that game as well. You have like the power shots and stuff um, yeah. Are, that you would can, like charge can you, like, up. If you get power shots, if you always hit like the green, can you just never miss with them? I forget how that works. It's been so long. Because they're pretty powerful. Like if if you do a power yeah. shot, it like like a bar goes back and forth, and you want to land it in like the green. Yeah. And I think if you land it in the green, it's almost guaranteed a hit. Yeah. Like, it's, score. And it's like a double like, score too. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to try to like. Yeah. If someone's about to do a power shot and you can, you want to try and like tackle them or mm-hmm. you know, kick them out of it or or, yeah. or whatever. Um, and then the Wii one added those ones where it's like the the super power shots where it's like the pointer and you like get like seven soccer balls sent at you at <laughs> once or cool. something. Yeah, but Man. the the regular one was very like GameCube one was like very a very tight like straightforward game just played so well um even if you didn't like sports games like that was a crowd pleaser this was one of the only sports games i played i think it's like the only one up until um the uh mario golf game that just came out for the switch 
but um, oh, yeah. it was one that I really rented for a weekend or two. But one thing that always stuck out to me was um, the art style, the gritty, over-the-top, graffiti, gritty, yeah. Yeah. Western demographic mm-hmm. art style <laughs> that was just, I don't want to say edgy, but... It's got tood. Like, it's got attitude. It's got tood. Like, like, no other this Nintendo is like game the, has. This is the same Nintendo work that gave Mario tribal tattoos in that one yeah. Game Boy Advance. <laughs> Waluigi does a crotch chop in crotch this game. Crotch chop, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's not, like, it's not like Shadow the Hedgehog Edge, but it's it's definitely it's it's definitely a bit it's more like that of a... wwe raw attitude era kind of <laughs> crowd and the soundtrack was awesome too just gotta mention that very quickly um game is st- stupid fun for mm-hmm. like it, it's just yeah, yeah it's a, bring, it's an bring it back pleasure. yeah bring well, it back I'll take with the same one. early 2000s attitude yeah god Okay, maybe I, I bet Nintendo would not allow that. <laughs> Absolutely, anymore. that no, it needs that. <laughs> and given an unlockable skin with the tribal tattoos. No, yeah. my God. <laughs> Noise. What do you got for us? Animal Crossing. Hell yeah! This yeah. this was actually the banger I was talking about. No, I, I, no offense oh. to Wind Waker. Oh yeah. damn! Well, this, yeah. this is where my heart lies. I I yeah. fucking love Animal Crossing. It was like the first not video game video game I really mm-hmm. played. I guess I played like stuff like this, um, God games like Black and White or Dungeon Keeper or Roller Roller Coaster Tycoon or um, even The Sims, but they didn't really. It didn't hit like Animal Crossing hit. Like there's no real objective in The Sims other than to just you know mess around with your thing. But really, it's hard for me to talk about Animal Crossing and not talk about The Sims. They, I both played both at the same time, and they both just kind of take up the same idea, but with just two different approaches to it, and that's why... Anyway, let's talk about Animal Crossing, sorry. Um, yeah, it was the first game I really played that felt like there wasn't really an objective, and I, for that, I guess I put so much time into it. Um, an hour a day, not an hour a day, like 30 minutes a day for at least six months which given my uh short attention span that's probably one of the most played games i played as a kid um i remember asking to stay up past my bedtime just to help uh the turtle mayor tortimer tortimer oh tortimer yeah tortimer Mm -hmm. i asked permission just to just to help him uh (laughs) with the lighthouse because like he's out on vacation for a week in the game and you got to check the lighthouse every night just because he's not there to Turn it off. So so, cool. I don't think I ever did that. Um, I I remember writing a two or three pages worth of the codes (laughs) that you would talk to Tom Nook just to get all the NES games and everything. Mm -hmm. And I was too. I didn't think that. Oh, I could print this out. So I just hand wrote it, and I messed up some of the symbols, and I had to go back and rewrite the whole thing. (laughs) And um, sometimes the game codes and game facts just wouldn't be right yeah so that would just give me another curveball but it was so cool how you could play all these nes games on the nintendo system that is plays 2d games worse than any other one (laughs) um but which was very cool because i think that was like the the first time i played a lot of those um and their memories yeah go ahead really really quick and then get back to that there's Mm -hmm. there's a way you can play those nes games uh (laughs) Did you ever do that other method? 
What was the other method? You can download them temporarily to your Game Boy Advance. Yeah. I did with like the e-reader. I think no. it worked with through uh, Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing as well. Yeah, through Animal Crossing, you could you oh. could beam it to your Game Boy Advance. I did not have there. an e-reader, so I I did not know about that. That is very cool, though. Yeah, you can. You don't even need an e-reader. For, yeah, just the adapter. Yeah, like you can plug in the GBA, and if you are like when you start up an NES game that you have like an item in your house, you can have it go to your GBA instead. Yeah, so it, it downloads it to the GBA's memory, which is really cool. But I'm sorry, I just need I needed to mention that it's, okay. it's so awesome. Uh, I'm almost done geeking about it, but uh, I, I miss how I really like Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, and this is not a fault against it. I, I miss the character inter villager interactions in the original game is what I yeah. really miss more than anything. Yeah, that gyroids and I, I can go on about that. But anyway, um it it, it it felt more it, it's been forever since i played it so i can't get really into the in detail about what the difference is but i just it i it just felt less homogenous mm -hmm. in the original yeah. i guess like grumpy well, people in the game yeah. kind of felt more grumpy and i love how mean they can be to you yeah, yeah they were so much meaner <laughs> Some of them did were like straight up dicks. So like they, yeah, they, they didn't steal give your shit. shit. And then, yeah. but if you keep talking to them though, and they start warming up to you, mm -hmm. and then you be their friend, and then you get that character progression where you can only in this game really find in like Sable or Abel or what not, which Mabel, which, whichever mm -hmm. one. Yeah, the one that's just been the same for every other game. Yeah, <laughs> for the past whatever. Like a, she goes into her shell so much. Like in between games, I don't know. Anyways, I love the game. I put so much time into it. My house was not fancy looking at all. I just remember running around doing chores and catching fish, but never, you know, just vibing. Um, yeah. I love the music, too. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's, yeah. pro it's still probably my favorite. It is um, Just too. because it's just yeah. really goofy, quirky. When I want to um, relax sometimes, I'll just put that soundtrack on. Yeah, that soundtrack is godly. Yeah. I uh, I spent a lot of time using uh, going to the Game Boy Advance Island and using the e-reader with with Animal Crossing as well. Um, there were four series of Animal Crossing e-reader cards. There were a ton of them, and you could scan them in and get like a little dialogue from the character and like an item. You could play like weird mini games with them, um, and you can get like custom like town tunes and designs. Like Nintendo Power would have like. You know, occasionally include an e-reader card that had like a custom uh, design that you could use for like your town flag, um, or like a custom you know uh, so uh, song for your town tune. Um, and then there was those ones that would unlock NES games and stuff too. It was uh, a big part of that game for me was the Game Boy Advance interactivity, and like you know playing with the Game Boy Island on the Game Boy and like leaving presents for the villager that was there because they would like dig them up and then put something else there and it could be an nes game that's cool because like the strategy guide that i had for it was, essentially was a catalog like it was just kind of like an item catalog pretty much and like you know obviously it would give you info on, on holidays and events but a lot of the time i used it as just an item catalog in terms of like stuff i was looking for or how to get stuff i was looking for and you know my town was trash and my house was literally just like I got a bunch of cool stuff. I'm just going to yeah. drop mm. it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a junk pile. Yeah, this is a giant junk pile. Yeah, because there, uh, there's less storage, so it's harder. Yeah. To... 
Yeah. I, I would come every month for the raffle uh, thing that they would do, too, at Hominook Store. When you bought something, you'd do a raffle ticket. And every five raffle tickets, you got a spin of the, the wheel. And you had, like, a couple of prizes at the end of each month. And it could also be an NES game. So, like, Donkey Ooh, Kong Jr., cool. I think, was one of those. Uh, there's not much to say that hasn't been said already, but I absolutely... I, I love Animal Crossing for for the GameCube so much. It's it's by far my favorite in the series. It's so charming. I love the music. I kind of love how slow it is compared to the new ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's like it's 60 frames a second, so it's fast in that aspect, but it's there's a lot more dialogue for things. Your inventory is much smaller. There are a lot more limitations, but it it makes everything feel more real i feel like i'm in that world yeah not to mention it's acre by acre in that version so it's like screens like the the map isn't like a continuous it's like it, it is a continuous map but it's like broken up into screens yeah you can kind of like memorize like okay i'm like two right two up yeah yeah exactly be like okay up two left two <laughs> <laughs> all right my my next pick at that point in time probably my favorite game of all time it's still up there love this game uh, and that is Super Smash Brothers Melee, the reason I bought the GameCube. Yep. What's to say about this game? It feels <laughs> amazing to this day. The combat is so smooth. There's so many cool levels in it. Poke floats. You're jumping yep. on Pokemon that are mm-hmm. flying through the air. So many characters. They add a lot more weird stuff than the 64 one did. This is the intro of uh, Game & Watch. I mean, like, they doubled the uh, content. Climbers. Yeah, easily. and they like, doubled the characters, and they, like, they massively improved the moveset. Yeah, and, like, triple, like, they, like, what, like, I don't even know how many stages in the single-player stuff, oh, and not to mention the so trophies. Many. Oh, Adventure trophies Mode were, trophies. The appearances of Fire Emblem Yeah. in the West. Yeah, yeah Fire Emblem, that, that was the start. Now Fire Emblem's huge. That's This is where it started in America. Obviously not. Anime not Sword in. Fighters. What is it? Anime Sword Fighters. Anime Sword Fighters. This is the start. Um, but yeah, it's just... It's such a fantastic game. I, I still play this like a fair amount today. I When I got my GameCube and I had Smash Bros, I didn't have a memory card for a little bit. So I think I unlocked I Jigglypuff and Dr. Mario at least like ten times. <laughs> mm, my god. Oh, that's, that's tragic. It, was, no, it wasn't that long. It was, like, it was like maybe like a couple days that I didn't have a memory card. But... I do, I do remember doing that. That that single player in in melee is still my favorite. Um, oh yeah, mine too. Single player, um, and I Which, think. Are we talking adventure mode or classic mode? Both. Uh, just okay, just yeah, that yeah. that like, you basically have two. Well, technically three by the end of it, but you have oh, yeah. you know we'll three that, different yeah. arcade modes um, that are very quick to run through, but are very satisfying, and you can go through each character and get a trophy. You know with in each mode with each character which is um, there's so much to do i i love yeah. doing that yeah and then you'd have like the, the lottery uh, machine for the for the trophies and break the targets um home run contest showed up in that game uh you know multi-man melee and all that stuff at this point was break the targets still unique to each yes. character right yeah 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 um classic had you'd go to the do break the targets uh, grab the trophies, which was like had like that like it was almost like a cone. They had to knock knock trophies in to collect them, and then it had race to the finish, which was mm-hmm. a much longer, more developed version of of race to the finish with a lot of exits. And you know, if you went further, you'd obviously you know 
get a higher score and stuff yeah. but yeah people talk about adventure mode a lot they talk about classic mode a lot i love those i also really love um all-star mode which is where yep. you fight every single character in the game and you get like two like limited health refills yeah uh, super satisfying survival mode so fun it, it's harder to do in the modern games because there's so many characters <laughs> yeah but it worked hard. great in melee yeah the uh it's basically the arena from Kirby. That's that's what that is. Um, I always preferred the initial version of that, the, the melee version. The, the brawl version was cool too. After that, it kind of got a bit much. But so many modes, and not to mention like special melee. You had like the stamina matches. You can have like the giant flowers mm-hmm. on your head. You could be you can you know you could be gigantic. You could only use the A button. There's <laughs> like all kinds of so weird much ones. more customization than 64. Yeah. Um, this is the first game that had side specials. Yep. Um, it's the first game that had tilt attacks, right? Or... No, they all had tilt attacks. Oh, they all tilt attacks. But... So it was side specials. More importantly, yeah. it had trophies. Trophies. Yeah. <laughs> it did have I trophies, trophies. Which, so at cool. the time, that was very a big, very big thing. Because it was, you know, information wasn't as widespread then as it is now. So it was basically like a Nintendo museum in a game fantastic game still holds up today yeah absolutely um i'll quickly mention my last um my last one here since we're kind of running out of time but wario world is a very strange game it's by treasure and it is a 3d beat-em-up and uh it's like (laughs) the game is so weird it's very short it's only four worlds but it has such this this weird character to it that is it's very unique it's never gotten ported uh, if you can get it for a decent price, I would recommend it. Uh, it's kind of like a 3D Wario Land, but it's more of a beat-em-up. It's not really like a traditional Wario Land game, but like the bosses are all like weird nightmare fuel. The game is just very weird, and, and it has that treasured DNA in it, and it's it's so much fun. Um, it also has uh, a GBA connectivity for uh, demos of WarioWare. Um, and those demos you'd like unlock as you go through the game. Um, they're like, I think there were signposts basically with each of the WarioWare characters on them. And, uh, some of that content is exclusive to, to Wario World. It didn't, it didn't make it into WarioWare in exactly the same way. Um, uh, and I guess to go along with that, um, WarioWare Mega Party games is worth a brief mention because that is literally like they took the GBA game, they put all of its basically all of its contents on GameCube and then made it multiplayer. And that was a very fun, wild, uh, off-kilter uh, party game. I, I remember the the modes where you like have to do micro games and like balance turtles on your stack. Um, the one where you got like, everyone got really big and like you like you try to like block people's view. Um, was there was a flashlight in that stuff. or was that in a later game? I think there was a flashlight or a spotlight one where you had to like yeah like i forget exactly how that one worked there was the doctor's office one too i I forget how that how that mode worked but it was a it was a it was a doctor's office (laughs) i just remember it was a doctor's office yeah Um, and those many those games were so much fun and wario wario world i'll just say really quickly weird game not the most fun thing in the world but extremely charming yeah, I mean, having the the shoulder charge on the on the on the R trigger was so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> Wario had a, some good times on GameCube, even if they were a bit weird. Yeah, uh, noise. Do you want to uh, bring us home for your last one, and then I'll I'll do my last one quick. Beyond Good and Evil would be my last one. 
I honestly played this on Xbox, but it was also on GameCube. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to talk yeah. about that real quick. Um, it is my favorite Zelda game that isn't actually a Zelda game. Or was for a long time, at least. It might be one that takes over it now. But it has a great sense of adventure. Um, there's not many item upgrades that you come along the way, similar to the... Uh, or a Zelda, as far as tools or whatever. But um, it's just... The music is... It's one of the few Ubisoft games I'd really recommend someone play. Um, it's like the... I don't know. It's, it's just... It has this like vibe to it. Um, I'm trying to think of like the right way to say it. It's it's kind of melancholic in a way. It's just this like I I don't I have no idea how to describe my love for this game and um, it's just really cool. You can go around taking pictures of stuff. There's a garage with like Rastafarian rhinos just helping <laughs> you out. Um, you have a pig that just does jet boots attacks and lands on his butt, which was kind of cool back then in a game with that presentation because it wasn't a licensed kid g- kids game. Um, you had, like, a character almost getting killed off, which was, like, you know... I was a kid when I first played it, so I didn't really have, like, Final Fantasy VII or any other games <laughs> like that really did that before, but that was big for me! Um... <laughs> And then it had a kind of Mary Sue ending, which kind of made a sequel really impossible. But ugh, it, it I'm, I will say that when Ubisoft announced the second one, I saw the headline, Ubisoft announces Beyond Good and Evil 2, Good and Evil 2, um, I get really excited. And then I saw the trailer and I was very confused <laughs> because it was a monkey saying fuck. Um I, I'm just, I, I don't know what's going to happen with that game, but I, it is technically sounds like it's going to be truer to what the original idea of Beyond Good and Evil was supposed to be, and that you can explore a galaxy and do everything and do anything type of game. But it doesn't sound like it's a sequel. There's no, I don't think it's going to have the photography. It's not going to have what made the original so special. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just uh, to... Sum it up, yeah, it's the best Zelda game that isn't a Zelda game I've ever played. And I have not played Okami. I need to finish Beyond Good and Evil. I've started a few times, and I've enjoyed it both times, but I need to, I need to get through that one time. Um, my, my last pick, I'll just be really brief about it, because y- you've, you've heard this one before. <laughs> uh, Mario Sunshine. Um, oh, just, what's that? It's it's a, um, th- a 3D Mario game. It's a sequel to Mario 64. It feels great. The controls are wonderful. Um, it definitely doesn't reach the heights of any other 3D Mario game, but I, th- I think it still holds its place. It's an extremely charming game. Visuals are great. That water looks good still. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a fun game. Yeah. Pachinko. Lots of good stuff on Lots GameCube. of good stuff on the GameCube. So we're going to... I'm going to save this list of honorable mentions and GameCube accessories and <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll we'll do another GameCube uh GameCube celebration episode later down the line. Just out of the blue, you you won't know when to expect it. Yeah. But that has been the GameCube. So those are just obviously there's tons of other games and we'll we'll hopefully talk about those in the future. But these are just some of the games that stood out for us for on the system. And um, please let us know uh, in the comments or in the Discord what GameCube titles you love the most and which made an impression for you. But until that, this has been the Nintendo Pipeline Podcast. Thank you, Clay. 
Thank you, Noise. And to everybody else, thank you for listening and good night.